Section 10 of Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Max Schörlinge. Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective Stories, Volume 6 by Julian Hawthorne, Editor. Section 10. The Unjust Sentence from the Chinese. Mr. Chu was a native of Yangku, and, as a young man, was much given to playing tricks and talking in a loose kind of way. Having lost his wife, he went off to ask a certain old woman to arrange another match for him, and on the way he chanced to fall in with a neighbor's wife, who took his fancy very much. So he said in a joke to the old woman, Get me that stylish-looking, handsome lady, and I shall be quite satisfied. I'll see what I can do, replied the old woman, also joking, if you manage to kill her present husband, upon which Chu laughed and said he would certainly do so. Now, about a month afterwards, the said husband, who had gone out to collect some money due to him, was actually killed in a lonely spot and the magistrate of the district immediately summoned the neighbors and beadle and held the usual inquest, but was unable to find any clue to the murderer. However, the old woman told the story of her conversation with Chu, and suspicion at once fell upon him. The constables came and arrested him, but he stoutly denied the charge, and the magistrate now began to suspect the wife of the murdered man. Accordingly, she was severely beaten and tortured in several ways until her strength failed her, and she falsely acknowledged her guilt. Note by Herbert A. Giles, translator. Such has doubtless been the occasional result of torture in China, but the singular keenness of the mandarins as a body in recognizing the innocent and detecting the guilty, that is, when their own avaricious interests are not involved, makes this contingency so rare as to be almost unknown. A good instance came under my own notice at Swatow in 1876. For years a Chinese servant had been employed at the foreign custom house to carry a certain sum of money every week to the bank, and at length his honesty was above suspicion. On the occasion to which I allude, he had been sent as usual with a bag of dollars, but after a short absence he rushed back with a frightful gash on his right arm, evidently inflicted by a heavy chopper and laying the bone bare. The money was gone. He said he had been invited into a tea house by a couple of soldiers whom he could point out, that they had tried to wrest the bag from him, and that at length one of them seized the chopper and inflicted so severe a wound on his arm that in his agony he dropped the money, and the soldiers made off with it. The latter were promptly arrested and confronted with their accuser, but with almost indecent haste the police magistrate dismissed the case against them and declared that he believed the man had made away with the money and inflicted the wound on himself. And so it turned out to be under overwhelming evidence. This servant of prude fidelity had given way to a rash hope of making a little money at the gambling table, had hurried into one of these halls and lost everything in three stakes had wounded himself on the right arm, he was a left-handed man, and had concocted the story of the soldiers, all within the space of about twenty-five minutes. When he saw that he was detected, he confessed everything, 
without having received a single blow of the bamboo, but up to the moment of his confession, the foreign feeling against that police magistrate was undeniably strong. End note. Chu was then examined, and he said, This delicate woman could not bear the agony of your tortures, what she has stated is untrue, and, even should her wrong escape the notice of the gods, for her to die in this way with a stain upon her name is more than I can endure. I will tell the whole truth. I killed the husband that I might secure the wife. She knew nothing at all about it. And when the magistrate asked for some proof, Chu said his bloody clothes would be evidence enough. But when they sent to search his house, no bloody clothes were forthcoming. He was then beaten till he fainted. Yet when he came round, he still stuck to what he said. It is my mother, cried he, who will not sign the death warrant of her son. Let me go myself and I will get the clothes. So he was escorted by a guard to his home, and there he explained to his mother that whether she gave up or withheld the clothes, it was all the same, that in either case he would have to die, and it was better to die early than late. Thereupon his mother wept bitterly, and going into the bedroom, brought out, after short delay, the required clothes, which were taken at once to the magistrates. There was now no doubt as to the truth of Chu's story, and... As nothing occurred to change the magistrate's opinion, Chu was thrown into prison to await the day for his execution. Meanwhile, as the magistrate was one day inspecting his jail, suddenly a man appeared in the hall who glared at him fiercely and roared out, Dull-headed fool! Unfit to be the guardian of the people's interests! Whereupon the crowd of servants standing round rushed forward to seize him, but with one sweep of his arms he laid them all flat on the ground. The magistrate was frightened out of his wits and tried to escape, but the man cried out to him, I am one of Quan Ti's lieutenants. If you move one inch, you are lost. So the magistrate stood there, shaking from head to foot with fear, while his visitor continued, The murderer is Kung Piao. Chu had nothing to do with it. The lieutenant then fell down on the ground and was, to all appearance, lifeless. However, after a while he recovered, his face having quite changed, and when they asked him his name, lo, it was Kung Piao. Under the application of the bamboo he confessed his guilt. Always an unprincipled man, he had heard that the murdered man was going out to collect money, and thinking he would be sure to bring it back with him, he had killed him, but had found nothing. Then, when he learned that Chu had acknowledged the crime as his own doing, he had rejoiced in secret at such a stroke of luck. How he had got into the magistrate's hall he was quite unable to say. The magistrate now called for some explanation of Chu's bloody clothes, which Chu himself was unable to give. But his mother, who was at once sent for, stated that she had cut her own arm to stain them, and when they examined her they found on her left arm the scar of a recent wound. The magistrate was lost in amazement at all this. Unfortunately for him, the reversal of his sentence cost him his appointment, and he died in poverty, unable to find his way home. As for Chu, the widow of the murdered man married him in the following year, out of gratitude for his noble behavior. End of section 10. Recording by Max Schörlinge, alias Fongi.